Welcome to Driving Change. We're honest, we're out loud, we're making an impact. This is a podcast about acknowledging our past, staying present, and recovering our future. My name is David Peck. Join me as we engage with activists, filmmakers, actors, and agents of change as we explore our relationship to the world around us and how we can all make a difference. Driving Change is your go-to podcast for fun and insightful conversations about making the world a better place. It's content that cares. Build. Act. Create. Welcome to Driving Change. Well, welcome to Driving Change. We have two very special guests coming up, Rintu Thomas and Sushmeet Ghosh, talking about their brilliant and beautiful and, and, and compelling new film, Writing with Fire. You're going to want to see this film uh, for so many reasons. Uh, it's inspirational. It's frankly, I think that the story uh, of these women and these women journalists pushing back against uh, the powers that be on all levels is 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 truly inspirational. It's the it's the the pebble. Uh, dropping into the pond, and 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 I think uh, the the outcome, and watching watching those ripples grow, are are uh, the outcomes, and that's what we get into with uh, the the two directors from the film, Rintu and Sushmeet. Uh, they 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 open up uh, about the making of the film, and 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 what it means to them uh, personally, and what it means to push back against the status quo, and to try to affect, uh, you know real change and significant change. So we, we, we got into uh, not only the story and, and sort of the, the, the background, but we talked about um, fake news and what, what, what actually real news is or what it might be. What are we aspiring towards? We talked about how important it was to focus on the story and, and this call to action about, as Sushmi will talk about, you know, we need to think differently a, a, about our world. It's about holding the powerful to account. And, and we talk about, you know, just the system or the systems and how all of us are, are are sitting within one kind of a system or another, and the chances are we need to be questioning, we need to be pushing back. So, uh, yeah, I, I can't wait for you to to step in. Make sure you you do check out theimpactseries.net. That's the website where you can find out more information about the great work that's going on here. Uh, and also, you can um, listen to a couple of other podcasts, interviews that we've done, Driving Change. Please sign up. Uh, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you do listen to podcasts, socially mediate us, get us, please help us get us out on the, uh, the street, leave us a review. But uh, for the time being, um, lean in and listen uh, to uh, my interview with Rintu Thomas and Sushmi Ghosh talking about their beautiful new film, Writing with Fire. Well, welcome to Driving Change. We are back with episode three, and we have two very special guests with us here today. And I'm going to bring them on screen in just a second. But I want to talk about this this um, this brilliant, uh, compelling, and moving new film that the Washington Post says, "quote could be the most inspiring journalism movie, maybe ever." An essential portrait of the fight for press freedom. Writing with fire reminds us that there are always people who, despite incredible odds will choose to do this work, close quote. That's the Washington Post. You can find all kinds of brilliant reviews online about the film. It's called Writing With Fire. We have Rintu Thomas and Sushmeet Ghosh here with us today to talk about the film. They are both co-founders of Black Ticket Films. They have worked with the Sundance Institute. They care about issues that matter. And uh, I just wanted to say welcome to Driving Change. Rintu, Sushmeet, thank you for joining us. Thanks, David. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Looking forward to this. So in a, in a minute or two, I, I, I'd love for us to watch the trailer together and then just sort of talk about kind of what intuitively comes out of that. Uh, you've, you've, you've seen the film 
many, many times. You've, you've answered so many questions. You've done so many interviews. Can you talk a little bit, just a little bit about the context around the film for some of our listeners who may have not seen it? And, 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 and don't be afraid to boast about a couple of those awards that, uh, that, that you've picked up along the way. I'm going to talk about the Sundance Award, that's for sure. Maybe two awards, actually, special jury prize. So congratulations for that. And again, welcome to, to the show. Thank you. I mean, I think you're right. We've, we've spent the whole year talking about the film and I still feel like um, there's always a new audience. Uh, so so it's always some in many ways, it's, it's like the same thing. But in many other ways, it's like I have an opportunity to talk about my film. So very happy to be here with you. Um, this film is about uh, uh, it's the story of India's only newspaper uh, run entirely by women and, and women from the Dalit community, which is the lowest caste in, in the India's uh, caste system. And uh, we met them when they were making a very audacious transition from 14 years of being a print newspaper to, to pivoting to digital. And I say audacious because most of these women had never touched a smartphone before. So we traveled with them for five years on this journey. And the film was premiered at the Sundance Film Festival, won the Audience Award, which is super special, along with the special jury. Um, and we've traveled to about 90 festivals uh, now. And, and 90 festivals, nine zero. Yes, yes. And <laughs> okay, so you got to break 100 before before uh, hol the holiday season, don't dream. you? That's the dream. And uh, it's picked up 28 awards last year. Uh, just last week, we won the Audience Award again at, at uh, IDFA, the, the largest wow. festival um, in the world. So I think... I think um, all of it has been, most of it has been virtual. So we are just beginning to travel with the film. And as you said, before the year closes, this has been a true gift. Yeah, well, it's got to be, got to be so. We're, we're in New York, so maybe you can hear the we city. Can hear, we can hear the city uh, <laughs> uh, outside, that's for sure. So, and just real quick, you're off to, you're off to LA soon and, and uh, maybe the UK and, and hopefully sometime getting back home one day. <laughs> the dream now i think we've been on the road for a while but but we are loving this uh, it's just it's just fantastic to be back in the theaters with audiences I mean, that's exactly why filmmakers make their stories uh, of to, course. Uh, to have their film seen and and to be in the presence in the company of of viewers who are engaging so intimately uh, uh cinema's magic light on a sheet of cloth in a darkened hall and then the experience of being together so yeah magic and 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 light i love i love that uh uh notion uh and you're um Sushmi, you're the cinematographer on the film were you not yes yeah, so i shot the film alongside karan uh so both of us were cinematographers on the film it's been it's been an interesting journey four years working on this project with him uh he's been a friend uh we've known each other for nearly a decade we've sure. done our shots together uh this is the first time we collaborated on a feature length doc so when did the title come for for the film and and how did it come about? I love that the I believe the English translation of the name of the paper is Waves of News. Is that not right? That's and could good. you t tell us about the newspaper and maybe a little bit about how how the film came to be or at least the title anyway? Um do you want to go? Well, this is your favorite question. Yeah, <laughs> this is your favorite question. Awesome. I'm glad I got it so early in the conversation. Um, we, we, we actually saw a photo story about Khabar Leheria um, online. And when and we, that's the name of the newspaper, yes? That's the name yeah. of the Thanks, newspaper. Thanks, 
um, when we reached out to them, it was we got invited to a meeting where um, the central protagonist of the film, Mira, who's the chief reporter at that time, she was the chief reporter at Kabbaleria. Um, she was leading a meeting discussing why they needed to move from print to digital. And this is very, it, it was a very special moment because they're working in a region which is uh, where being a journalist always has traditionally meant that you're an upper caste um, male. Upper caste male, yes for these women to be creating their own newspaper, questioning what, what news should be and doing that consistently day in, day out for such a long time. And to really pause at, 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 at a pivotal moment and say, you know what, we need to expand. We need to look at technology to, to help us do that. Uh, all of that happened in that room um, that, that we were there. And I think we were very fortunate to be there uh, on that day because we made that a very, very intuitive and immediate decision to, to be with them uh, as a part of this journey. Uh, at that time, it felt like it would take us maybe two years to, to, to uh, tell the story. It eventually took five. But that is really the the heart of of story of the story. Um, when you decide, when women decide to tell their own stories, what do they look like? How do they negotiate their place in a society that's constructed to keep them out? Yeah, it's isn't it Sunita who says in the film that her work comes at at great personal risk. Isn't that one of the lines from, from her as she's sort of unpacking what some of these implications are? And, and it really comes out in the film. And you, Rintu, you must have been so sort of, um, well, both of you, I guess, uncomfortable in those situations. I mean, risk for you as filmmakers too, I would think in some cases. Can you, can you talk about that in relation to the gender the gender gap that I think most of us have experienced at some point in our lives, though that seems to be a little more prominent in other parts of the world. I think, you know, the feeling of being the only woman in a room, mm. not alien to a lot of us, but to be the only woman in, a, in every space that you um, uh, right. step into professionally, personally, it was something uh, different that I was witnessing with with uh, with the journalists at Kabbaleria. And these these rooms or these spaces that they were walking into were mostly very hostile, unwelcoming, um, uh, and and they were doing their work with people who are in positions of power and not necessarily agree with their ideas of, of news making um, or of what uh, accountability is or what how a democracy should function. And so the fact that you're a woman, you're a Dalit woman and a journalist, all of these operative words were playing out every single time. And to be um, at the amazing privilege to be there with a the camera to... Sure all of that unpacking and how they did that in extremely smart um, and wise ways is is I think what this what this film is really born out of that and that's what we've tried to capture um, and and I think that's what resonates mostly with people um, when we talk about glass ceilings when we talk about um, man right. being mansplained at every step of the way in our professional spaces how do you negotiate that 
um, and, and how do you make sure that your work gets done? Right. Rintu, what I love about these women is they don't really have an answer to that question. How do you do that? But they're willing to step in anyway. And that is just, that's a remarkable, remarkable thing for what a, what a, what a lesson for all of us, you Absolutely. know, to roll up our sleeves and to step in and make a difference in a particular way, you know? And I think, I think it's a really profound um, outcome uh, of this film and the story and the work that they're doing. Yeah, and the choice not step away because that's the natural instinct, right? I don't of course. want to do this. Um, but for them, it's like if I don't do this, then who will? Then who? Then who will? Then who yeah. will? Yeah, it's so good. So we got to talk. You 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 mentioned Mira. Uh, we need to talk about her. Uh, she is a uh, uh, what's the phrase I'm looking? For? She's a powerful woman. She 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 knows what she wants. She knows. Talk about stepping in and talk about rolling up her sleeves. But what's the line that she says? It's um it's important to keep challenging the system. Um, so Shmeet, what did you think of, of Mira when you first met her and you first saw her on camera? What, what, what can, can you recall, recall that? She's a gentle force of nature. Is how, <laughs> nice. Because uh, nice. Sunita is clearly um, someone whose energy is very visible. And, and uh, when, so the first time we actually met all of them was the first day we ended up filming with them. It's wow. an early scene in the film where Mira is making this pitch uh, to pivot from print to digital. Right. And it was room full of, I, I think, about 23 to 25 women, most of whom were very nervous about making this switch. And just Mira's ability to articulate her vision for why this needed to be and her ability to manage people's anxieties, expectations, fears, and uncertainties of the future um, immediately told us that she had to be someone that we had to stay with through the course of the film. And of course, in that meeting, we discovered Sunita, who was constantly challenging the leadership about why do we need to do this? How is this important? Why should we after 14 years? of Because Sunita really loved the newspaper. Right. Uh, for her, the physical version of the newspaper in more ways than one uh, represented a lot of things uh, personally. And, 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 and I think she was constantly challenging that. And Shamkali, who's the third character in the film, really embodied this idea of fear around things I have never done. I have never experienced technology. I have never touched a mobile phone. I don't know what YouTube is. What the hell is Facebook? Uh, I don't think I can do this. So it was, uh, it was these three beautiful characters, amazing women who were in very different, incidentally, uh, at very different stages of their own lives, uh, as we found out later. And, and that meeting for us, luckily, ended up being sort of a meeting where we knew instantly the film's going to be pegged around the three of them, with Mira being the anchor of this narrative. It's it, it seemed to me as as I watched the film, the there was something very intimate and and friendly about the community that 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 Mira, I suppose, had created. She's kind of, I guess, like the what did you call her? A gentle force of nature. She's kind of like the glue in a way. Is is that fair to say? Absolutely. Uh, I, I feel that her ability to work with different kinds of personalities and her ability, and you see that in the film when she's stepping into hostile spaces or spaces of trauma, she has an ability to very delicately sort of balance these relationships and these strings. She never ends up antagonizing people. 
she's able to sort of extract herself out of difficult situations and i think that's also sort of been the invisible training that's been imparted to the journalists mm-hmm. that she has led from the front so while it's been a lot about technology and how do you use your phone it's also in her own silent ways been about the ethics of journalism right. it's been about the nuance in news making what is news whose stories are we telling and why are they important so that mira for us essentially embodied what a modern journalist in any part of the world should be doing and that was the added responsibility that we had as storytellers from india how do we translate this story for an audience both back home as well as international who truly fall in love with mira because we instantly did how how can how can you not how can you not you know a mom a wife uh she she's running an organization she's attention to detail uh, she's a journalist herself i mean her cv is 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 pretty pretty impressive it seems to me you know uh yeah it's really quite quite wonderful quite remarkable here's what the hollywood reporter says quote insightful and inspirational the film's sense of intimacy and immediacy makes the viewer feel like they're on a ride along with the journalists the filmmakers illuminate the change that can happen when the most marginalized members of a society empower themselves close quote that's the hollywood reporter what a what a not only a great quote a great article and a shout out to the film which is called writing with fire by the way and uh, make sure you sign up to driving change uh, wherever you listen to podcasts to get a a, a a listen to what's we've already done in the past and what we're going to do in the future um rintu empowering ourselves before we can empower others was that something that was on your mind while you were making this film i mean that's a pretty profound existential and kind of almost spiritual statement it seems to me on on many levels uh, yeah could you could you talk about that that sense of freedom and choice and responsibility <laughs> that's a really easy question right <laughs> <laughs> that actually ties back to the question that you asked earlier about the whole title mm title actually comes from the very the very essence of what you just said uh when when these women are rewriting their destiny mm. they are doing it not just for themselves but also for others and capturing that was very important because when we talk about making a change it starts from one person but it only is truly um uh uh it it truly has a as a life and meaning beyond you when it encompasses your entire community and in doing so they're playing with fire it's extremely risky business and so so that really is what this is about uh when and 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 that's what is also special about khabaleria the newspaper that although it is run by women from the most marginalized communities that community is not the only uh people they are serving this is a consummate newspaper mm-hmm. where issues of corruption of accessibility for resources for everybody is important for them it is important that they engage with issues that are super grassroots a road is not um being fixed despite the budget allocated and therefore pregnant women can't access uh, hospitals on time too um there is there is larger systemic forces at play that are stopping uh, resources from reaching people in the country and that's the expansive yet the the microvision you know which is absolutely admirable and that's that, that's what we need to all emulate as journalists artists the larger and the you know it's 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 both these lenses together and i think um 
capturing that was one of the most difficult things also putting the film together there was so much to say and uh, yet to say it in a in a fluid articulate way was 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 how quite do, a challenge how, how do you ultimately decide what not to put in the film yeah. you know all, all those other interviews those people those situations that uh, it it could <laughs> it could have been a a a 9 hour film uh, without without too much trouble it seems to me hey you know what is is it worth watching the trailer right now why don't why don't why don't we cut uh, to that and show our uh, uh, listening guests but also our guests who are watching on on youtube um what what's really going on in the film and let's see if we can uh generate even a little bit more interest in in catching writing with fire we are talking with rintu thomas and sushmi uh, ghosh here on uh, driving change and uh i was going to say coming soon to a theater near you but it's already already in theaters isn't it in yes in the us but coming soon very well very much in in canada Yeah, Indeed, I have a feeling this film's going to be around for quite some time uh, with the conversations that it's created. Ninety, ninety film festivals, I think, is a pretty good indicator. <laughs> so let's let's have a look at the trailer, and 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 we'll be right back. Wow, हमारे प्रदेश में दलित औरतों का पत्रकार के रूप में कोई सोच भी नहीं सकता। 14 साल में हमने इस मानसिकता को काफी हद तक बदला है। इन दमंगलों ने क्या किया? उसको पत्थर मारकर हत्या कर दी और किसी पर भरोसा नहीं। एक लहरिया ही ऐसे न्याय दिला सकती हो। एक हैरान वाली बात है कि थाने को पता नहीं, पुलिस स्टेशन को पता नहीं है। कि मैं उस जगह से हूँ मार दिया मारू है मेरे लिए तो बहुत ही रिस्की है कभी ग्यारह बजे कभी बारह बजे कोई टाइमिंग है नहीं है इस जगह पे मैं हूँ उस जगह पे अगर आप होते तो क्या करते पहले अपना काम बाद में करते मुझे तो नहीं लगता है जो आपके साथ संगठन है वो देश के भविष्य में किस तरीके भागीदारी मे� संगठन है संगठन में शक्ति हो डर लग रहा दीदी अभी तो खबरें कहां गईं कोई खबर दिखी नहीं रही है जो हमारी कवरेज होगी वो अन मीडिया से बहुत अलग होगी हर कोई को जानना चाहिए कि हां हम पत्रकार थे एक महिला पत्रकार और किस तरह की पत्रकारिता हमने की मेरा दिल हौसला देता है मेरे लिए Yeah, you know, congratulations again, and th- thanks for thanks for making this film and 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 telling this story. Uh, it is it's remarkable, it's compelling, and it's it's so important. I think the conversation is going to start the seeds it's going to plant. And and thank thanks for joining us on on uh, driving change. You can learn more about the film at Writing with Fire. 
www.rintu.in. We're here with Rintu uh, Thomas and Sushmit Ghosh to talk a little bit more about the film. So I'm going to ask a question that popped up in the trailer. And I'm, I'm pretty sure it was, well, actually, I'll, I'll just let you guys unpack it. What, um, and I mean guys in the most inclusive sense <laughs> of the word, by the way. What, um, where, is, where is the real news? I mean, you know, any great film, any great story, any great doc is layered. And, and you guys, you, you touch on so many things. Um, and you're raising so many questions about, about how we could be working towards a better world and a better place. And it, it's, it's hard to know where to step in. But from a journalistic perspective, from a human perspective, you know, the, the news is where we, under, where we hope to understand. And so anyway, would love, would love to hear your thoughts on, on where, where, where the real news is. I think this is also something that struck us early on when we started working on this project because in India, mainstream news essentially is a cacophony. It's a circus. And I think that's reflective of what's happening anywhere across the world. People are essentially dog whistling or in their own echo chambers. And that is what gets consumed as, uh, I would say, mass entertainment now. In many parts of India, people switch on news to really enjoy what's happening. You know, it's replaced your TV series for all practical purposes. I also feel that that's a dangerous trend because now news is not consumed on TV. It's consumed on your mobile phones. And, sure. and, and with the mass penetration of digital in India, I think we have one of the largest subscriber bases uh, after China. Uh, the the largest growing mobile phone market, cheap data plans. So, so, so more and more fake news is becoming the real story, so to speak. And, and so the authenticity uh, of Khabar Leheria's work, uh, the lens with which they are redrawing what news means. And I think this is also a model that reflects what happens when you diversify the newsroom. The newsroom is not about middle-aged, upper-class, upper-caste men who are controlling the narrative. It's about... Uh, a wide spectrum, women from the age of 19 all the way through to their late 50s, actually early 60s, who are newsmakers, who belong to really the bottom of India's social pyramid, up against all kinds of stakes and odds, whose lens essentially is built around ideas of equity, inclusion, justice, values that essentially reflect the fourth pillar of any democracy, the free press. And I feel that was something that we really wanted to communicate through the film, but do that in a way that also challenged the viewer, because this is not just a journalism film. Uh, it's a film that talks about the lives of these women quite intimately. Things like themes like the guilt of a woman, of a mother having to choose between taking care of her family or a career that she's in love with. And it's more often than not, the woman who actually has to make these choices and not the man. And we've seen this play out in our own privileged homes where our fathers or our uncles would go out and work and our mothers are doing the same thing. But at the end of the day, it's the woman who's expected to be the service provider within the space of domesticity, not the man. Um, and I think there were these sort of like universal and global themes. And while it's a story that is so peculiar and unique to the Indian context, we immediately saw that it's a story that plays out in any home, whether that be in Ontario or Nairobi or in Delhi. And I think that's something that we wanted to stitch into the edit 
how do we tell this story inside out from within the confines of Mira's own home so that you can see the choices that she as a woman is having to make with her own career, with her own children, her husband. And as she steps out, how is she going to lead this radical shift in the newspaper and create momentum and energy and keep like hopes alive for the now 50 odd journalists in 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 the newspaper uh remarkable yeah and keep the ship floating uh and actually i think the ship's sort of sailing at like you know breakneck speed they have (laughs) they have experienced remarkable explosive growth 2020 has been a watershed year for them while most uh, newspapers in that region were hustling and trying to pivot to digital because of the lockdown that happened in India, Kabbalaria was already ready for it and expanded. Um, Sunita, who you see in the film, came back as a senior level leader and she led the training, digital training. Uh, So they pivoted online and they ended up training. I think she ended up training around 20 new journalists. And now they're expanded to three new states um, in, in, in North and Central India, all complex states, huge geographies, but they are going places and our hope and our dream is that one day Kabul Leheria will cease to exist as a regional outlet and actually become a national news agency fighting with the best in the country. And they already are. They have a strong footprint. But I, I think that that's also the, what's really special about them. The, the, the feet on the ground. That's true. You know, that's you true. want to branch out, but the, the actual, the road is not getting made. Yeah. There is no yeah. water in the hand pump. Who's looking at that? And, and and that's where, as citizens, our worthiness is mm. communicated. When you're not an, when things that matter to you are not on news, then, you know, do you really matter? And time and again, that's mm. the question that they're asking by putting the this news up front and saying that's where attention should be going. You, you know, it's such a great uh, uh, comment about, about being accepted, about being included, about being loved and affirmed. And here they are stepping into these communities where what you mean you're coming to tell our news? You're coming to tell our story to the world, to India, to to how many is it now? Over 10 million views on YouTube that they've that they've amassed. I mean, that's pretty incredible, right? 168 million. <laughs> okay. So I was a little off. I was a little off. Don't hire me as your accountant. That's what we're saying here, uh, uh, Rintu and Sushmeet. I've, I'm not great in mathematics. If you were at Kapilaria, you'd be fired by now. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yes, you're fired. I can hear Mara uh, shouting at me. Yeah. <laughs> it's Yeah, yeah. The, 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 the demographic... Um, of of the viewers has has been expanded has is different because earlier when they were as a news French newspaper because of barriers of literacy it was mostly mostly men who would be um, reading the paper uh, even if a newspaper is shared between many people in the house yet the reach is very limited and with digital they've been able to reach women they've been able to you know it's it's gone. The porous nature of technology is that it's it's it, it reaches people that you really don't necessarily expect uh, to reach, and that's been brilliant to watch. That's a, that's a that really is a remarkable, beautiful thing. I mean, I look forward to hearing stories from young women who become journalists who said we saw these other women online telling these stories, pushing back, and it inspired us to to step in. Could either of you talk a little bit about? 
why these women and not other women? And, and I think what I'm trying to get at is that passionate sense of commitment, that sense of responsibility that they clear, that Mira clearly feels the weight of that world on her shoulders that she needs to tell this story. And if it's not her, it's, you know, who else will tell it? Where, where, do, where do you think that comes from? Because I'm fascinated by that from a change perspective. You know, how do we move the needle on these issues? I don't know if I have a clear answer to that. Uh, and I'm still still discovering. Um, I think in my understanding, it comes from a space of um, believing that you matter mm. and your voice matters. It's good. And like I said earlier, if I'm not, if I don't do this, then this will not get done. Um, a lot of these women... Uh, our, our first generation learners from their families have had Mira's her case. She's nudged um, the uh, you know uh, the the restrictions to education that she's faced in in uh, in by the very fact that she got married as as a child, um, and she's continued to push back and and educate herself. Uh, so now, when you know that you're the only person who has achieved that, what are you going to do with it? Um, and stepping away is not really an option that they give themselves. As Sunita says, I want, I don't, I don't want my education to go waste. So I think that um, the mobility that they have, because of of the profession that they have chosen, uh, allows them to do a lot that other people, not just women, but also men from their community, can't. And the way they have learned and unlearned uh, many uh, things sure. that. Are conditioning i think it comes from a deep sense of purpose yeah it's so good i i mean i i hope and trust that this will be uh um not not just preaching to the converted as it were but we'll 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 capture people's minds and hearts and attention and say okay well that's happening in india what's actually happening here in my my community my home what what are the stories I need to tell? What are, what are the stories we need to be telling collectively? And that that is a that is a beautiful thing. When you when you both um, you've both clearly been concerned about about social issues, uh, uh, working with the Sunday Institute and, and uh, the School Foundation and others about moving the needle and 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 talking about these things. Um, you know, there's social change. I guess you could say. How about uh, Sushmeet, how about you? Why, why, why did you choose to step into this kind of storytelling and not, I don't know, write a soap opera? I would love to write a soap opera. Like 12 years of doing this, but, but I think, <clears throat> I think it goes back to, it's an interesting anecdote. When I was, uh, 10 years old, uh, way back in school, Every second day, I would sort of be drinking a bottle of Coke with my friends. Um, and, and they showed us this very patchy documentary about how extractive Coca-Cola's practices were in India, where uh, they had a factory in South India, which was basically mining portable water. And, and there was a statistic that came up in this documentary that said that for every 330 milliliter bottle of Coca-Cola that you're consuming, 50 liters go into making that including like you know the glass bottle because because that's also a cost and you need a lot of what and that really hit me and i stopped drinking uh aerated beverages after that and and if you do the maths it's exponential levels of um impact 
you know and that and that's just one person stopping drinking that and imagine the amount of water saved so 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 that film left a deep impression on me and every time people said documentaries can't really change the world we sort of like pivoted and said no they can and that's essentially what our experience in film school was as well our professors were always like your focus as storytellers is to tell the story it shouldn't be focused on whether or not this story might have an impact or not focus on the story and we always thought about how stories are human experiences and if they are told well it is absolutely possible to engage your audience and beyond the engagement comes a commitment for change just if a person were to begin thinking differently about the world that they are in i think that's the call to action and i think you know that's essentially been our body of work in india so we we we've done a lot of short non fiction we do a lot of commission pieces we've done uh, independent work all of these films actually our independent work has gone on to be used in uh, curriculum of universities they have been used for impact uh, by social justice campaigners policy advocates so on and so forth and so when we discovered khabar lehria story and this transition that was taking place we knew that this was a highly intersectional story because you're talking about gender you're talking about caste you're talking sure. about democracy journalism so on and so forth uh and there are so many parallels with what's happening here with any part of the globe um and i think with say the western hemisphere now experiencing the rise of authoritarian regimes and and populist governments um there are echoes uh, that people feel uh, and 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 this story now becomes much more relatable so so we knew that this was a story this was a film that would work for audiences globally and so every time we were pitching people would ask us what is your who is your target audience and like, that's a redundant question um anyone who enjoys watching cinema should be watching this film and just take from it what they have to and uh, and we we're so happy uh, to david sort of like a lot of the screenings this year have been virtual but i think that's also ended up sort of diversifying the documentary film watching audience because more people who physically would not have access to a documentary festival are now going online and watching it and so from like school teachers to students to bus drivers policemen we've got like mails from all across the world saying yeah i mean and then we were lucky to have mira with us presenting the film in person to audiences in amsterdam amazing screenings all booked out she ran the show there standing ovations every time people were walking up to her on the street hugging her and talking to her and they were just like thank you for doing what you are back in india and she was so overwhelmed she just like she one day it was really funny she turned to us and she was like white people seem to really like what we are doing back home <laughs> yeah they do and you need that validation because sometimes you're working in isolation and when you have someone who's so divorced from your cultural context walking up to you saying you give me hope that sort of you know uh, yeah and how is this who's your target audience the whole wide world yeah yeah <laughs> that's awesome yeah i'm sure the marketing company's budget for the whole wide world would be very high um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. hey 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 could we narrow that down just a little bit please yeah <laughs> I oh, I love it. It's just it's so it's so the 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 goals are so um profound and they're far reaching. They're kind of out beyond our grasp, which I think makes so much sense to me and 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 clearly uh, it it makes a whole lot of sense to the both of you. 
we've got to wrap up here in a minute. I know you both have to run. And, and I, this is one of those interviews that I wish went on for several hours. I, maybe you don't, but I do. And it's just been such a pleasure to have you on Driving Change today. But I'm going to ask you one last really simple question, I promise. Aren't you? Actually, it's not, I, 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 it's not simple at all. Um, when you stepped into this world of, of, of filmmaking, of storytelling, uh, about trying to get people, as 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 Rintu said, to think. Uh, sorry, as Sushmi said, to think differently about the world that they're in. Did you think that you would be holding, and I'm quoting someone from the film, holding the powerful to account? It's such a it's such a great phrase, and yeah, I'd love to hear your thoughts as we shut the, as we close the interview. I think um, when we say we're telling stories, what are we really doing? We're actually deconstructing the world around us, trying to make sense of it, question things that did, don't make sense, yes. don't align with what our um, vision of, of our country, of our community, of our families. And that's what's for me is very attractive about this medium because it helps me articulate um, and engage. Uh, so when I'm making a film, it's almost like I'm walking into a room with full of strangers. Right. Um, and I am and I'm and I'm introducing my thoughts and people might agree and we might have a great conversation and or or somebody might not agree. And that could be a great conversation too. And that's really, really the 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 heart of all of this for me, honestly. Um the, this film has been an opportunity to um engage in many different ways with very different kinds of people and and it speaks every time differently to different uh people and and we went into it um knowing that this would have a power um th th this is going to be powerful because it was powerful for us mm. uh, now the powers that be, you know, the shape and the name and the structure, there's there's a caste system in India, but there are also many unnamed caste systems all across the world. So can when we watch this film, can okay. we identify them? Can we name them? And can we address them? You know, there's a film we made very early on uh, called Dilli. Uh, it's an 18-minute, more like a visual poetic uh, you know, like an essay format, very different from this one, which was uh, created at the backdrop of uh, the Commonwealth Games in India in 2010. Just for context, is the second largest gaming event after the Olympics. So, yeah, it's yeah. a massive event. Hmm. So for that, um, Delhi was the location. It was getting dressed up. Um, and all the the construction workers, all the migrant workers, and when we say migrants, it's actually the the heart of population Delhi. Delhi is a, essentially a migrant city, uh, but those who were uh, poor were completely shut out and put into trains and asked to leave because they had to quote unquote beautify the city. And and as as people who grew up in the city and knew of it as as something different, it just enraged us. And so that film was a response. Uh, to that, uh, and and once we made it, it just this is this is pre-paid viral uh, reach on Facebook, and at that time right. there was Orkut also, I think. Yeah. So at that time, that film just set the internet on fire. It was widely shared um, to the point of virality in India, and that's where I, I personally felt like this resonates. People want to question. It's just that when they mm -hmm. find a 
in doing that, echoing what they want to say, they want to share it, they want to use it and say, this is what how I feel. And so questioning parts to me is, um, those those parts are there because we put them there. And therefore they're accountable to us. The Their name changes across the year, but the essence of, and, and that shouldn't change. And I think there our work aligns with Kabbal areas that's what we do this work for and in the meanwhile and, and while doing so we hope that um we can only agree to disagree or 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 as as Mira says like you know uh short one take one let's move on right right and you know we're here like i think i think as citizens we are constantly raging against the system but i think as artists we truly believe and and that's our personal sort of like philosophical take on this is that in a world that is so fractured um, is there hope that you can amplify you know there's this beautiful quote that says that even a thousand uh, even, uh, uh, a cracked mirror reflects a thousand moons mm. uh, and, and can 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 we do that as artists is there hope and it is our job to extract that hope from these little corners and amplify it and kabbalaria for us actually signifies the embodiment of everything that is quintessentially beautiful about India. And so it had to be brought out to the world. So, so good. I, so when are you both going to be teaching a, your, your next course in political science? That's what I want. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I write the soap opera. That's right. Soap opera's next. Yeah. Hey, listen to what uh, uh, IndieWire has to say. Quote, armed with eagle-eyed filmmakers and compelling subjects, the film deftly blends the inextricably linked personal and professional sides of the journalist's work, offering up a wide-ranging look at a vital outlet with so many stories to tell. The result is profound, close quote. Could you ever have imagined the reviews, the recent New York Times piece? It's just, oh, I'm so thrilled for you both. Thank you for taking the time today. I know how crazy busy you must be and that you're living your lives out of suitcases and that's crazy and it's in its own way too. But what a pleasure having you here today on Driving Change. And I feel like we've barely scratched the surface. But but if people want to learn more about the film, they can do that. Uh, writingwithfire.in. Please sign up, uh, register, register, sign up, subscribe to Driving Change wherever you listen to podcasts and check out the impact series.net uh, for more information, not only about this film, but some other great ones too. Listen, what a, what a pleasure having you both here. Sushmeet Ghosh and Rintu Thomas talking about their beautiful and brilliant, compelling new film, Writing With Fire. It's been a, been a pleasure. What a fun conversation, David. Thank yeah, you for this. Yeah, thanks for diving deep and, and broad and, and making it fun. You're welcome. Thanks for joining us today. Well, there you have it. My interview with Sushmeet Dosh and Rintu Thomas talking about their beautiful new film, Writing With Fire. Don't forget to check it out online, writingwithfire.in. And please also sign up and subscribe to Driving Change wherever you listen to podcasts and check out uh, the website, theimpactseries.net, some really great films there, some great work. You can you can uh, step in and uh, peel back a few layers uh, through these remarkable people's stories. And, and that's what the Impact Series is really all about. It's about real change. It's about moving the needle. It's about dropping uh, the pebble into the pond and watching the, 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 the ripples grow and I am so thrilled uh, to be a part of it and, and and so thrilled to have had the opportunity to interview Rintu and Sushmeet here today on Driving Change. Stay tuned uh, for more coming your way in the not so distant future. 